could California quarterback Jack Plummer be the next quarterback for the University of Louisville? We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's action right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price that you'll love. Try it today. As always, I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Um, joining me today for the first time on the Locked On the Louisville podcast is Ethan Moore, host of uh, Louisville Sports Live on 93.9 The Ville on Wednesday evenings. Ethan, how are you, man? Good, man. Dalton, nice to be on with you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Obviously, early signing day was yesterday, um, so Louisville had a very, very solid day there, but still some work that needs to be done. We'll talk about who the next quarterback for Louisville could be. We'll also talk about the positions of need moving forward and also talking about the prospects that we individually are most excited to see. Obviously, if you can't tell, my voice is still struggling. Um over the past couple of episodes, it's been a, a real issue, so I appreciate you all for sticking with me. Thankfully, it's getting better. Might not sound like it, but I promise I'll be back to myself here in no time. Ethan, um, it seemed like early on, Austin Reed from Western Kentucky seemed like he was probably going to be the next quarterback at Louisville. And for those who don't know, the, the plan for Louisville is to bring in a grad transfer to essentially get Pierce Clarkson ready for 2024 and beyond. So a one-year stopgap fix. Austin Reed seemed like he was going to be that guy. Not the case as he stayed at Western Kentucky. Now, um, California quarterback Jack Plummer has entered the portal. I know that Ty Spalding, Dave Lackford over at Cardinal Rivals, both believe that he will be the next Cardinal quarterback, regardless if he is or not. What are your thoughts on Plummer, a guy who had played for Brom in the past? What are your <laughs> thoughts on him possibly coming to Louisville? Well, Dalton, yeah, man, I when I first started re reading up on him, I mean, he – Looks to be like a pretty good player. Uh, you know, of course, played with Purdue for about three years. I believe he was injured. That's why he didn't play. And then uh, O'Connell, the rest is history there. That's why he transferred out. But I think the important factor when you're assessing this is the fact that he has Power 5 experience at two different schools and two different Power 5 leagues. So uh, his numbers are pretty good, a little over 3,000 yards, I believe 63% completion percentage, 21 touchdowns, only nine picks. I mean, Louisville could do a lot worse if you're looking for a guy that can come in for a year, you know, give Pierce Clarkson kind, you know, hand the reins over to him, you know, once next year is complete. Um, you know, I think it's a, it's a great prospect. Um, probably like yourself and many other Louisville fans that listen to your podcast, they probably saw video film of him last night. You saw um, some clips out there on social media against USC, uh, saw some against UCLA. So he's playing really good competition. And I believe, um, you know, he's looking to leave because they have a new offensive coordinator. So it looks like the stars could be aligning for that. Um, but based on his stats, based on film, and based on his resume, Dalton, I think it's a, it's a great pickup if, in fact, he does sign with Louisville. One of the things when I was looking at his statistics, obviously he started his career out at Purdue, um, dealt with the injury bug, couldn't really stay healthy. Um Looked solid um, at the beginning of, I believe it was the 2021 season. And then he ended yes. up getting hurt. 
and Aiden O'Connell comes into the picture and takes that starting job. And it's easier said than done to get that back because O'Connell had a very solid end of the year. Purdue was very solid. Obviously, he was good this year, so he opts to transfer to California. The over 3,000 yards passing is something that Louisville fans, I feel like, will look at and be like, okay, that's solid. But you look at the 21 passing touchdowns to the nine interceptions, despite mm-hmm. the completion percentage. I've had a couple fans look at it and be like, man, that's not all that great in the grand scheme of things. And I think we have to realize how bad offensively Cal was, especially yeah. in the trenches. Um, thought he had some great games against USC and UCLA. So big performances yeah. against big teams. But we've seen it here at Louisville how a quarterback can definitely take a hit, um, metaphorically speaking, when the supporting cast around him, especially the offensive line, isn't that good. And I think that that's kind of the issue that Plummer had at Cal this past year. Dalton, you're dead on, man, with your analysis. Yeah, it was like a revolving door. Again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, profess to you that I know a whole lot about Cal football um, or the Pac-12. But yes, that has been the case. Um, he did not get a lot of protection uh, when he was in the pocket, and and I think if you if you you know you add that in to the, the the statistics, his career. I mean, I think too, if you look at those numbers, you can make. The argument that yeah, they're kind of pedestrian but if you have you know cal wasn't very good there were four and eight on the year like you mentioned he was constantly under pressure constantly under duress you still have very good numbers all things considered so um again i think what trumps everything else is the fact that he has power five experience at two different power five schools uh in two different power five leagues i think that would certainly bode well um, you know, if he doesn't fact come and your first game is against Georgia Tech and Atlanta. So you want somebody that's going to come in here for a year to not, you know, have any of these aha moments. <clears throat> so like you mentioned, the quarterback from Western, I, and I'm sure, too, a lot of us watched that bowl game last night. And he was very impressive in Western's win uh, in the New Orleans Bowl. I mean, he would put up big numbers. But the one thing that you could point to, again, if you're if you're wanting to nitpick, is the competition. And we hated that when Louisville did when when fans did that when when Louisville was back in Conference USA and even to a certain extent the Big East. But I think that that has to come into play when you're assessing, um, you know, your your portal quarterbacks. And in regardless, if it was the Western QB, if it's this Cal quarterback, the one position that we can be comfortable with under Coach Brom, is the quarterback position. He could take in – I mean, Aiden O'Connell was a walk-on at Purdue, and now he was lighting it up. And so regardless of who this staff lands for, for the football program, I am confident that Brom will have him rolling uh, no matter who it is. And you mentioned a good thing uh, earlier is the fact that he has um, experience in this Brom system, which is nice. It makes sense. Um, but I think also people forget to understand, you know, right now there's not necessarily a ton of quarterbacks out there that I think that are better than Jack Plummer. Obviously, you have your uh, Grayson McCall. You, you have, um, you know, some other guys in the mix. Um, people talk about Sam Hartman, but Sam Hartman hasn't entered the portal. So that's a moot point. Um, but regardless, if this ends up being the case, I think it's a solid addition. But, Ethan, oh, yeah. let's kind of let's flip the script a little bit. What are the concerns that you could possibly have or that a fan may have surrounding um, bringing Jack Plummer on to Louisville? 
I mean, if you if you look at you know a lot of his seasons at Purdue, um, you know he had some injuries as well. I think you know, and and two in the twenty one season, I'm not sure how many games he played, but I mean that was ultimately what knocked him out. Of course, the shortened COVID year in twenty twenty, um, and you know, but I don't know, out Dalton. To be honest with you, I don't know if what the negative could be aside from maybe waiting longer to see what opens up in the portal, because I still think we've also heard that narrative that, you know, the quarterback that's out there is not in the portal yet. So unless, I mean, maybe it's the unknown Dalton that people are going to question about, and maybe you're, you're pulling the trigger too quick on this quarterback. Um, But for me, Again, under Brom and what he's done with the quarterbacks at Western, at Purdue, at Louisville, um, when he was an assistant here. I mean, I don't – I'm not sweating that because, again, unlike this past season, we do have a safety valve in Pierce Clarkson, a four-star quarterback. And then the third stringer, you would assume, would be Brock Doman, who has if, multiple if reps. Transfer, which I guess he could. But yeah. In a nutshell, it seems like that could be what it needs to be. And, and another thing we need to talk about, we may have questioned the past coaching staff uh, surrounding you know, um, uh, recruiting quarterbacks and things of the nature because yeah. they didn't even recruit Malik Cunningham. They're, they recruited Brock Doman, Evan Conley, yep. Caleb Johnson, TJ Lewis. Jeff Brom and Brian Brom have made their names on developing quarterbacks. So if Jack Plummer is the guy that they want – I'm on board because they obviously know what they're looking for. And yes, you mentioned a great point. The unknown is something that Louisville fans are looking at. What happens if a name out a name doesn't go into the portal that's better than Jack Plummer? Or if someone does enter the portal and you miss out on them and you're sitting there in mid to late January and you're still in the same spot. So I think that if Jeff Brom is okay with taking Jack Plummer and he thinks one year he can do what he needs to do. I'm fine with getting that need out of the way early. Sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and that's what a lot of fans need to realize is, sure, the hypothetical, you can play the hypothetical games all day long. You can say, well, yeah, sure, a better option could enter the portal at any position, but that doesn't mean it's going to. And if it does, that doesn't mean it's going to happen at Louisville. I mean, you see the bags that programs are dropping all across the nation. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's getting crazy. Day has proven that it is absolutely berserk. But with that being said, there still are some needs to be filled. Assuming that Jack Palmer, and like I said, there's no definite. This is just kind of a hypothetical discussion. I want to transition now into talking about what are the positions of need for Louisville moving forward priority-wise in the transfer portal, moving on towards signing day, and further. We'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at BetOnline, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news this season. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, etc. We've got it all. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Heading right on into the second segment with Louisville Sports Live co-host Ethan Moore. Louisville Sports Live, if you don't know, you can find that on 93.9 The Ville. And I believe there's a podcast online that gets uploaded. Yeah, the, the show is podcasted every um, oh after every show on uh, the Twitter feed at 93.9 The Ville. 
Right. So if you can't catch it live or if you're not in a area where you can. I mean, like, shame on you. If you cannot yeah, listen to the yeah. full two hours live on Wednesday, yeah. you know. What are you doing? You shouldn't have anything planned except for planning for that show. <laughs> exactly. Regardless, one of the, uh, you know, not just because you're on here, one of my favorite shows in the local area, big, big fan of LSL, have been for a long time and continue. Appreciate that. Ethan, moving right on along into uh, the transfer portal um, and moving towards National Signing Day in February. A great day for Louisville this week on Wednesday. Um, at the time of this recording, which is about 7 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, it'll probably probably be posted on Thursday evening sometime. There's still no news on DeAndre Moore. Still no news on Jamari Johnson. Um, so we're going to operate as if we don't have news on them because we don't at the moment. But a great signing day. Uh, signed the majority of Flyville 23 and six transfers, uh, both two wide receivers and four defensive players that could possibly play big-time roles next season. So the priority list of positions going forward for the team a week ago may not necessarily be the ones now. What do you look at in terms of one of the positions of need that you think Jeff Brom definitely needs to hit moving towards next season? Well, Dalton, you, you kind of hit on um, one of the main points that I was going to make, and that is DeAndre Moore. We don't know about what his, you know, what his decision is going to be. All indications were yesterday he was going to sign with Texas. Of course, you saw that picture, I'm sure, on Twitter that had his name right next to the Texas Longhorn logo. For whatever reason, he did not sign. Um, there was some scuttlebutt today, um, you know, Thursday evening, Thursday afternoon, that uh, Louisville maybe had, you know, was feeling a little bit better about him. But still, as of as of the recording, we have not heard anything there. So, but that that answers my question. Brom still would need to to bring in some impact receivers. Now they got Jimmy Callaway from Tennessee, Jaden Thompson from Cincinnati. So you have some guys in there alongside D. Wiggins from Miami who was hurt. However, with D. Wiggins, he's been injury prone. So we don't know, you know, we don't know what we don't know about him going forward. Can he stay healthy and play for a full season? We're not sure. Um, you do like Jimmy Callaway's film from Tennessee, but there's not a lot uh, of that out there from him in Tennessee. Jaden Thompson has been a very solid receiver for Cincinnati, 6'2", about 185 pounds, great size. <clears throat> but again, Decent stats. Nothing's going to jump out the page as you like a Tyler Hudson last year did at Central Arkansas. So for me, offensively, you need to get another game-breaking wideout. Now, if DeAndre Moore um, keeps his original commitment, and I wish I wish we were related because I would already have conversations with him. You know, <laughs> go ahead and sign. Why did you know, welcome, welcome in January, like, DeAndre. I didn't even realize yeah. you all had the same last name for no so, Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, unfortunately, we're not related, so I can't you know lean on him in that regard. But if he were to sign, then I think that answers that question. Um, I think Huggins Bruce will certainly be targeted um, a lot more than he was last year. Um, you know, I, again, I'm I'm still a little baffled as to why he didn't get the ball any more than he did. Um, you know, and then maybe perhaps Marshawn Ford could use and could get another year. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we do have some playmakers there, but they're not proven. And I think that's the one area offensively um, that I would like to see. Uh, if Moore doesn't commit, let's go grab another receiver from the portal. Um, again, after quarterbacks, Dalton, receivers too. I mean, I, I am not overly concerned about those two position groups under Jeff Brom. Um, but, yeah, we could use another game breaker at the wide receiver position. 
you can never have too many of those, as we've seen, especially the trend in college football is to score points and score them quickly. Thankfully, Jet Brom's system is one that falls in line with that. Um, I think for me, like I said, I think it it differentiates depending on the day because um, for me it was defensive line to begin with, and mm-hmm. he's done a very good job of addressing oh, that. Yeah. It was secondary, Miles Slusher, Devin Neal Jr., Aaron Williams signs. Now, granted, he's going to have to have ACL surgery, so who knows there. I think, And he me, played though, in a title game with that's a, wild. a that's torn wild. ACL. I mean, kid is a beast. Oh, it's phenomenal. For me, I think that there's two of them. Offensive lines, number one. Um, you lose a good amount there. <clears throat> now, granted, you've got some talent, but you're losing Caleb Chandler. You know, you're losing um, Trevor Reed. So I'd like to see them bring one to two, like, instant-level impact guys. Also, the linebacker committee. Um, <clears throat> I understand that it seems like the perception is that Monty Montgomery, he's been granted a waiver and that he will be back for next season. I haven't seen that confirmed yet. So if he were able to come back, that would be huge. But still, I think you need to have a replacement for Momo Sonogo. Um, you need to get another Momo in the portal. Yeah, yep. you do. And that's easier said than done. But look. Absolutely. And I think the world of Stanquan Clark. But – Linebacker, especially inside linebacker, is one of the hardest positions to grasp right away, especially defensively, because of how much you have to know schematically, stuff like that. Um, So I think that bringing in a guy that has a ton of experience and letting Stan Quan Clark um, get some reps in the two deep or, you know, whatever it may be, but bringing in another guy that can start alongside Monty Montgomery, I think that that's a big need. Um, it depends on how the staff is going to use Stephen Heron. Is he going to be a traditional defensive end? Is he going to slide into the uh, role that Yasir Abdullah played? If so, whichever position he does not fill, go get that one. <clears throat> because losing Yaya Diaby is hard to cool. replace. Losing yeah. Yasir Abdullah, same thing, maybe even, even harder to replace. So you have to get – you've got Stephen Heron who can fill one of those roles – but you need to get someone else to fill the other one. I'm kind of in the best player available type of mentality right now. Sure. Just yeah. because um, – and Jeff Brom said it. He said, you know, we're not done looking at all three levels of the defense. And I think that that's the best way to look at it because sure. with the transfer portal right now and, and Louisville's schedule next year seemingly on paper not being all that tough, granted knock on wood, I would yeah. love to see Jeff Brom just go all out and try to fill the squad and try to do the unthinkable and, and get to double-digit regular season wins, which may seem crazy, but stranger things have happened. Well, you know, when you talk about season predictions and, and expectations, the fact that we have Jeff Brom now allows us to dream like that and, and allows us to be to be excited to have those higher expectations because he's done that before. And a Western Kentucky, he's had several years where he won 10, 11, 12 games. Uh, at Purdue, he's had a few eight or nine win seasons. And again, and I think by and large, most Louisville fans, and I could be wrong, um, you know, if you win eight or nine games a year, I mean, that's a very good year most years. And I think if you can do that more often than not, sprinkle in a 10-win season here or there, then, you know, the fan's going to be very, very happy. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, yeah, I do think I'm with you. The linebacking, you know, group does need to be addressed because we've missed several players right there. 
Um, but then other than that, you know, I, the needs were addressed in the secondary and the defensive line. <laughs> and once we have this guy right here um, that's coming in, uh, you know, the, the the guy Dorian Jones that left for Cincinnati that was a huge that was a huge miss. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So, but you know, I, I don't as as excited as I am with Brom offensively, um, you know, defensively we'll have some we'll have, we'll have some question marks. But again, I'm 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 excited that Brom's here and it's going to get worked out one way or the other. And I don't think I have a huge concern to any of the positions. I think obviously you can get better at all of them. Um, but I, I think that that's the good thing is that he's already done some good stuff, especially via the transfer portal and in Fly Bell 23 to um, bring in some guys that could contribute right away. And speaking of Fly Bell 23, I want to now take this time to move on over into talking about who you and I see or really uh, have the most, um, not necessarily confidence, that's not how did I word it, most excited about for next season. I don't even know okay. why it's going to get to that. Um, but we'll do that here in just a second. Um, I want to take this time to say thank you all for making Locked On the your first to listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The show is flying by with Louisville Sports Live co-host Ethan Moore. Ethan making his first appearance on the Locked On Louisville podcast. Yeah. Um, 2023 signing class, both high school and transfers. I want to include the transfers because they are included in the signing class. Um, First of all, let's take two guys. Look at two guys individually that you think – that can make the biggest individual impact um, next season. Well, I guess if if that's the case, we will um, exclude transfers from this because you would expect them to make bigger impacts early on. High school-wise, the guys that Louisville signed, who's the first guy that you think can make the biggest impact? Stan Quan Clark. And, you know, Coach Brom at his coach's show yesterday um, was raving about him. I mean, this is this is the kid with fantastic size, 6'2", 215. Um, he will be competing – um, uh, for the 2D roster from day one. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to be a first-time starter or anything uh, to put those type of, uh, you know, those type of expectations on him early on. But still, that is a kid size-wise from a physicality standpoint. Um, he is somebody that, that's, going to, that's going to be in the mix early on. And he played at Miami Central that was the number two team in the nation um, just behind John Bosco. The number one team in the nation. So, again, with Flyville 23, Dalton, I mean, think about this. You have five players from the top two ranked teams in the nation. And more from, like, the top ten. Like, there's there's players. I think Stan Kwan, I have a good feeling about it. Like like I said, I don't feel comfortable putting him into a starting position early on because – Takes even the best linebackers that we've seen come through college. Sometimes it takes him a little while, but I do think that he <laughs> is a guy that is good enough that he's going to play early on. It another guy that fits that mold that honestly might not start early on, but by the end of the season, I could see him in a starting role. Sure. Is Madden Sanker the top oh, yeah. rated offensive lineman that Louisville has ever gotten? Um, extremely solid top two hundred player. Um, Right now, 6'4", 305 listed on 247sports.com. He is, Man, big to boy. my knowledge, an early enrollee, 
which means that he will have a whole semester in summer in the weight room, getting his body right, getting to where, you know, we've seen obviously not the same um, regimen, but we've seen Ashton Gelati absolutely transform his body in one offseason. It's possible. And sure. I think that Sanker, with the opportunity there, obviously no Caleb Chandler on at left guard. There's some questions over, you know, who's going to start at right guard, so on and so forth. I think that you could see Madden Sanker possibly be a guy that slides right on in at one of the guard positions early on and is holding that position for three, possibly four years moving forward. Yeah, and he is a kid, Dalton, that I, I just, from talking to him before, he is going to be an instant fan favorite. Uh, the personality um, that he has, and he has, he had little kids when he committed here. He would come back like asking for his gloves, and you know, dressing up like he does, putting that the the black uh, paint on his face like he does, dressing up like him for Halloween. And he wasn't even an official cardinal yet. I mean, that speaks to his personality. It speaks to his talent. Obviously, you just mentioned a top two hundred player, four star prospect. Um, the who's who's of college football wanted him kudos to both staffs. If we're being fair um, for establishing that relationship yeah. and kudos to coach Brom and staff for keeping that commitment. That is a huge piece to the Flyville 23 puzzle. I'm glad he's on board. I'm going to go ahead and go with you um, for my second player. Sanker is the same person uh, for me that could make an impact as a true freshman. And like Stanquan Clark Dalton, he has the size. He has ready made size already. Um, I'm not sure about Clark, but yes, Madden will be an early enrollee, and you have you know eight or nine more months to get your body right ready for the power five level. I definitely agree with that. Um, and not to mention, during this whole process, even when there was a coaching change, he has been unapologetically Louisville. He yes. has been absolutely, um, you know, ten toes down, all about Louisville. Um, mm -hmm. you know, even when there was uncertainty, I don't even think yeah. he ever wavered. There were no, you know, tweets that he was possibly looking elsewhere, that he was going to wait to see so on and so forth. I think that he's, you know, my number one guy to play early second for me. Um, this kind of went back and forth because I truly honestly just kind of went back and forth Honestly, six foot two receiver, William Fowles out of the Miami area, four star receiver, um, from that area. I just think that um, – look, I think that targets are up in the air for the wide receiver mm -hmm. room. It's anyone's game, you know, especially no Tyler Hudson now, and especially if DeAndre Moore does not uh, – if he were to sign, obviously DeAndre Moore would be my number one choice, but and Jamari Johnson as well, but we can't talk about those guys yet because they're not officially signed. But I think that uh, moving right down the line, I think William Fowles uh, brings that um, – you know, different type of receiver as you have, you know, your speed receivers already and guys like Amari Huggins-Bruce, Julio McClain, possibly Brayton mm -hmm. Smith, if he were to get a uh, eligibility waiver, um, so on and so forth. But regardless, I think William Fowles is probably number two for me because I, I really do like his film. And I think that this is an offense that is very, very beneficial for receivers, not just one, but for a lot of them at the same time. Yeah, it speaks to, to like the open of, of the show when we were talking about under Jeff Brom. I mean, both the quarterback and the wide receiver position. Those are two that we've seen him time and time again. We've seen him, um, you know, be able to, whoever it is, plug and place. Charlie Jones, I believe, is the kid's name at Purdue that put out, you know, all 
first team Big Ten numbers. I mean, they have those guys there. Rondell Moore, the, the list goes on and on of playmakers that he's coached up um, that have gotten to the league and put up big numbers in the Big Ten. So you fully expect that to be the same thing here. And um, I think that will happen in, in, in due time at both of those positions. And I, I think it's one of those situations to where I'm just so happy this move happened. Like, I was just not oh, expecting yes. I think everyone is under the same impression. Like, me, I was okay with giving Sat a fifth year. And I said it on this show. I said, look, he got to seven and five. Maybe it wasn't the way in which we wanted it to, but. Yeah. I mean, got there. Yeah, Louisville football can't fire a coach for going seven and five. The and vast majority of the time, that just can't happen. Class that he had. Yeah. But regardless, <clears throat> it could have been a move that the timing of it could have pushed Louisville back a little bit. But Jeff mm-hmm. Brom, shout out to him and the coaching staff for what they're doing on the recruiting trail and keeping oh, yeah. the majority of this class together so far. Um, but Ethan, loved having you on. Before I'll let you go, do me a favor, plug me into your social media and also tell us where we can find uh, find the show, find the podcast, so on and so forth. Yeah, so um, with this year, we're, we're in the throes of college basketball season. So generally, we're on Wednesdays from 7 to 9 on 93.9 The Ville. However, um, if there's a coach's show and or basketball games, um, we are not on uh, those Wednesday nights. We will be on next Wednesday, the 28th, but from 8 to 10 because there is a coach's show before that. So we, uh, we've been on the air for 11 years now, all things UofL football, basketball, and recruiting. And since we've been off for a couple weeks, I will say this. This will be a monster show on tap next week, so you're going to want to check it out. There you go. Well, you heard it from the man here. If you have any plans next Wednesday, don't. Cancel. <laughs> Cancel them. <laughs> Louisville Sports Live, Locked on Louisville. If, if they're in the acronym, if there is an L, the first and the third letters, you're doing something right. I, that's you already what, know. Uh, but I was told, but I can't confirm that. Uh, but regardless, Ethan loved having you on. Definitely going to have you on more in the future. Be sure to follow Ethan on Twitter at underscore Ethan Moore. Obviously, I'm at Pence underscore. Thanks again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day. Five days a week, your team Every day, everyone have a great weekend. Wherever you are, stay safe, stay warm. I know that there are some uh, winter storms heading through the nation. Get your so bread and milk. Are, yeah, get all your essential needs, necessities, so on and so forth. But mainly be safe and go cards. We'll see you back here really soon.